Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host, Dustin P., and on this episode, we talk AMC's Into the Badlands, Chapter 24, entitled Leopard Catches Cloud. <laughs> but before we get into the episode, please allow me to introduce my cheetah co host. He is the one, the only, Genius McGee. What's going on there? I'm a cat man. <laughs> I guess it's better than being the scat man. <laughs> So, for the sake of brevity and our listeners, you know, right. we like to dive directly into spoilers, so spoiler, 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 you mm-hmm. have been warned. Genius, what was your first take on this episode? This episode was fucking rad. <laughs> I dug this episode immensely. Um, a lot of good twists, a lot of good turns. It brought in um, a lot of the things in well. Yeah. But there was some things I was like, oh, god damn it. It, it made me Wish you had for... just a little bit more. Yeah, and I, I wish it was longer. So that's always a good sign. Me too. Right? Yeah. But, um, and there was some other stuff I, w- I wouldn't go over, but that's going way into deep into stuff. Gotcha. So. so for the sake of our listeners, we do jump around quite a bit, mm-hmm. but the way that we've done the past couple episodes is that we are segmenting them in parts based upon character. Yeah. So what Genius and I have talked about, you know, previous to recording the show is that we're really going to cover the main characters in two sections. We're going to cover Pilgrim, Sonny. Baji, MK, Nix, and Cressida slash Evil Oprah. Yeah. And then we're going to cover Widow, Lydia, Moon, Chow, both Gaius and, you know, Madam Chow. Yeah. And then Tilda. Basically, what we're going to do is like we did before with the Badlands and the Wastelands. We're just going to talk about one side of the con. Easteros, Westeros. Exactly. So. So, Genius. Mm-hmm. Genius Roulette. Which Ooh. one would you rather choose? Uh, Let's spin. Sunny. All right, so we're going to go ahead and talk about Pilgrim, Sunny, Baji, MK, Nix, and Evil Oprah. Uh-huh. Man, <laughs> man, this was this was heavy. Yeah. They had a lot of story with a lot of these characters, and they finally managed to get out of the wastelands, back to the badlands, mm-hmm. and now we have a culmination of all the characters finally coming back together. I didn't think they were going to get there so quick. You know, I was, still thinking, I. I was still thinking they were going to fight more Black Lotus, and I thought they were going to, like, once again, introduce new things. Bye bye, new things, right? <laughs> so, like, so I'm thinking, like, holy shit, because MK's like, man, I'm ready to fight, and let me show you how to do this, and just talking his fuckery again. Next thing you know, he comes down, he sees Sunny and Baji come in, he's got that fucking bum 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 bum. Fuck you, MK. Ah, oh, but. Okay, so that was dope. That fight was dope. Yeah, the initial sequence we see is that Baji and Sunny come into uh, the excavation point for where the Pilgrim and Cressida have these people digging for the the Temple of Azra, or the <laughs> da, I guess da, da, da. The, or or the ar- the artifacts for Azra. Right. And lo and behold, MK sees Sunny coming down the road, and Sunny is really happy to see him. He's yeah. like, MK, what's hey, up, my boy? Hey, how's it going? How's it? and even even after. Even after he uh, they got uh, into the, the uh, fracas, he goes, man, look, I don't know why you're so mad, but I'm thinking it's because I left you back there. Right. I didn't mean to, you know? And he goes, oh, you fucking killed my mom, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, dude, that wasn't me, man. I was just fo- following my orders. Yeah, but on MK's side, and I will, I I will mean, err on his side, though. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stick up for him. He is right, dude. No, I mean he's a hundred percent right. He Sunny did. I mean, but at the same time, that's. The... But but in MK's mind, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, but you, you think know? like you know some sort of friendship or something. But that was a good fucking fight. That was a really good fight. That sequence. was a really fucking dope fight. Uh, the cinematography was dope. I really, especially like I was audibly like when the sparks. Yeah, when they when finally the sparks did the, flew, yeah. literally and figuratively, I was like, "Holy shit, that scene is dope." That was some good shots, and I was surprised how um, fierce MK was. I'm, a, I was like a little scared, you know. I, I knew that at the long run, but no, I was surprised he not the not shit. me. I no? mean, he did kick the he did kick the shit yeah. out of Sunny. But, I mean, if you watch, Sonny was holding his own against a dark one. No. 
he was totally holding his own. And, and he was fact, getting some licks in. Right? And you could totally tell that he was holding back because he yeah. was still confused. He goes, why the fuck are you attacking me? And he was he was trying to process. Meanwhile, MK like, right? Just like all up at him. And fucking, so he's trying to figure out why. And you could totally tell, like, Sonny's like, wait, stop. And his part where he fucked up is when he tried to tie him up and reason with yeah. him. Then he's like, so it's like, <laughs> quiet. I'm listening to reason. <laughs> He should have just fucking like say, oh, "Go to sleep, MK." Yeah, he should have uh, choked go him to out. Sleep. Should have choked him out. Not even listen to benefit of the doubt. Just calm his ass down, or at least like get his dark chi out. Yeah, give him you the know? loving touch. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we, when we touch, we've only just begun. <laughs> dark chi is just too much. But no, I mean that was that was an excellent fight sequence. Yeah. The, cho- the choreographers on this show. I mean, I know we've sung their praises for episodes and seasons and whatnot, but That's guys. Dope. This is literally cutting edge in terms of choreography, fight choreography specifically, mm-hmm. but just the way that they choose to, to like play the light motifs and, and a lot of the different scenery and the, the like the scene setups. Yep. They're incredible. And we got all different kinds of battles this episode. I mean, you're talking about miniature movie fight sequences mm-hmm. in, in a television show. On a big grand scale on like basic cable. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, I mean, kudos all around. But... Right when MK gets ready to get apply the death mm-hmm. blow, mm-hmm. you see Pilgrim kind of put the, the double finger to the back of his head and says, <laughs> you go to sleep. <laughs> right? And, and the Pilgrim knocks out MK. I saw it was... I, I knew that it was coming because I knew Sonny wasn't going to die. Oh, no. But absolutely the, not. At the same time, that was tense. It really when was. He, when he had him in and he was about to snap his neck for some DOS effects and he was going all extra slow, like, I'm just savoring every second of watching I had a feeling die. he was going to try to rip off his head. Yeah. I didn't know. Me too. I didn't know whether he was going to try and rip off his head or fucking all of a sudden Sonny's dark chi opens up. You know, I didn't know what was going on, but I knew he was going to get out of there. But at the same time, I was like, oh, yeah, Pilgrim. Yeah, that's right. I thoroughly enjoyed that fight scene at the beginning. I did too. And I I knew that Pilgrim was not going to let Sonny die because, you know, he is the catalyst. You know, he is, quote, his brother. But so good for MK for holding his own. His fighting style has impressed me. I forgot how decent of a fighter he can actually be because we haven't seen him fight a lot. Well, I mean, he trained with you know he trained with Sonny, mm-hmm. and then he went off and trained with the master at the Shaolin Temple up in the mountains. So, yeah, I mean, he he definitely picked up some stuff along the way. But it's been a while since I've seen him fight. And yeah, exactly. His, and holding his own against Sonny, even though Sonny was holding back, that was still pretty good on um, MK. Yeah, sure. we, we've had we've had a lot of traveling MK. We haven't had fighting MK. Right, right, right. Um, we see a lot of confusion with Nick's and MK in this episode. Yeah, a lot of. I wouldn't say tension, but a lot of questioning, you know, the, the I guess, allegiances and wh- where everything kind of lies. Because when, when he was trying to say, like, let me show you how to do the dark chi. Without like, cutting yourself. Right. Think of the darkest thing. And, of course, he thinks of Sunny. And so now she's like, I think that every day. Since, since Caster since, died. Since Caster died. So it's like she is fully, like, conjectureville. I think she's going to, like, say, man, fuck this shit. And just bounce? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I could see it. I mean, because yeah. you can almost see in uh, in MK's face mm-hmm. that he was really kind of taken aback when she said that. You know, I felt that I felt that way every time. You know, every day since Caster died. Yeah, because he's like the fuck. Yeah, and he's like, I thought we had a thing, but I mean, it's understandable. I mean, Caster and Nix were together for a, what we can assume is a long time, for a long fucking time. And I'm assuming since they were like kids, right? And MK is relatively new in the grand scheme of things, and even in the not grand scheme of things yeah. you know and so you know it's just like I mean he wasn't really sulky no, but I mean you could you could tell it kind of took him it, it kind of yeah. took him by surprise because I mean he he was thinking that you know I guess he was gonna kind of slide in into the cast like, hello yeah. he was gonna slide into caster spot as, as right. you know the pilgrims number two so but going back to that and talking still talking about MK um I really he didn't accept Sonny's apology but he did when Sonny was like, should I trust him or not? He was really, like, honest with that answer. Like, yeah, he, he was. And it, I think it's because as, as much as he doesn't want to forgive Sonny, mm-hmm. I think he understands that, you know, Sonny, at this point in his life, is, is doing this for Henry. Right. You know, he's not doing it any anymore for, you know, I guess himself. Honor or anything like the Baron, so. And what, what MK says to him, you know, everything Pilgrim promises good and bad, all comes true. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's lied because the Pilgrim really hasn't lied. Right. He just doesn't reveal He doesn't divulge his ulterior motives. Which is an interesting thing about, and that's a good segue into the Pilgrim because, like, 
I thoroughly enjoy this character because I can never tell whether he's friend or foe. He's got a very even when he's like, "Come, brother, let me tell you about what how we grew up." And there's there's still that air of villainy, you yeah. know. He's he's like a really good Bond villain, right? Just like you can tr- you want to trust him because. One, he spits a good game. Two, he knows what he's fucking talking about. And three, he has the skills to back it up. Yep. You know? Absolutely. But there, it just you can tell there's an ulterior motive to his actions. And he always holds his cards close to his chest. And you never reveal until it. I like that about the Pilgrim's character. Hey, especially man, all, this episode. All, all good poker players do the exact same thing. Yeah. You never show your cards until the absolute last second. Yeah. And Sonny doesn't know whether or not he's coming or going mm-hmm. when he speaks with the Pilgrim. Yeah. He he even has a, a lot of interactions with Baggy, and Baggy's telling Sonny, you know, no, look, dude, I understand this. This is going to be bad for everyone. Right, because he's like, he surprised uh, Cressida when he read the, uh, when he the was able scrolls. To, yeah, when he was she's, able to read the language of Azra. He's like, she's like, holy shit you can do that I go well, well full of surprises and I like that uh, tit for tat between them yeah it was really good yeah it was it, just like the, the Lydia Cressida mm-hmm. moments I mean bullshit artists calling out other bullshit artists you know uh, it was a very interesting dynamic that it put them through and going back when to um, I'm going back and forth all over the place no, I'm just, we, I'm we just excited about this episode going back to what MK said He's he's asking his friends what you think, and even though he's already made up his mind what he's gonna do, because even Badgie's like, this is some bullshit. We need to get out of here bad, mm-hmm. you know. And but we need I, to get out of here fast. But and that's like a fucking like moral dilemma. The need of the one, many outweigh the need of the few, or whatever it is. Who do you save and how? And even Badgie's like, I understand this is hard, but I will help you any other way, but not this way. Yeah, he said, we'll, we will go to the ends of the earth, you know, trying to seek this, I guess, this cure for Henry. Yeah. But just don't do it this way. Yeah. And Sonny is so blinded by wanting to get Henry, you know, corrected or get this get this power that's killing him out of him mm-hmm. that he's completely blinded by what the Pilgrim offers. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, life for his son, which I, I mean... Ironically enough, it, we are recording this episode on Father's Day. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you think, I mean, I'm not a dad. You're not a dad. I mean, no. we're dad to four-legged, you know, little freaks. But, yeah. I mean, I, I can seemingly see why Sonny would want to take up that offer. You know, the, this dark magic or this dark power is killing his son. Mm-hmm. And he has no other recourse but to say, okay, Pilgrim, I mean, I guess this is my last-ditch effort because... Yeah. Who says that they're going to be able to find you know a cure for Henry in out time. if they leave? Right, in, you know, and in time, and and another battle is not what they need. Exactly. So exactly, but it's so hard to choose. I mean, there's the choice is obvious. You save your own kid. I mean, but at the same time, it's that's uh, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think a lot of Baggy's past, being a grifter, mm-hmm. it has kind of come back to bite him in the yeah. ass, especially with Sonny, because. You know, when they how first much met of your each shit other. Can I take? Right, exactly. Yeah. How how much can I actually trust you? Yeah, we've been on the road together. Yeah, we've gone through some battles together, and you've proven yourself to me, but you are you know you are who you, you are, are dishonest. Yeah. yeah, you are a person that is always getting over for yourself. Right. As so, opposed to somebody else. So why am I gonna believe you now? Yeah. And, and that's hard too, especially when he's like just making nonsense. I mean, in perfect sense, because we know what it is, but Sonny's still in that place, like like you said. One, he wants to save his kid. Yep. Two, he just got his ass kicked by uh, MK. And three, he's like, I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Yep. You know. So, yeah, I could totally see where Sonny would be like, well, that's the choice is obvious, but I would still come and ask you anyway. Yeah. You know. So and, let's go ahead and go back to Oprah and <laughs> yeah, evil <laughs> evil Oprah and Baggy's little tit for tat, like you, you said. You get when, the chi, and you get the chi, and you get the chi. Pretty much, it's a, that's yeah, exactly what's that's happening. That's her plan. So. We, we see that Baji reads the scrolls and he comes back to Cressida with a lot of tit for tat. You know, now, now I see why you're trying to, you know, lure us here. And mm-hmm. I knew, I see what you're trying to do here. And now let me ask you this then. We, we've always seen or we've always looked on this season, at, you know, toward the Pilgrim as our big antagonist. You know, whether good or bad, mm-hmm. he's still the antagonist that's driving season three. Yeah. Does that change to Cressida now? I mean, is she kind of like I the Emperor so. Palpatine yeah. to his Darth Vader? I totally. I was thinking the exact same thing. I think she's the puppet master. She's like, in the grand scheme of things, it's her web. Yep. 
and even like when she's all hanging up and even she looks like a spider. Yeah. That's her main goal. That's her main core. She is basically the spider casting all the webs waiting for things to catch so she can then manipulate. I think when it comes down, when it'll come down to it, I think she will be the big bad. Just the one like, thou the dark, she's all mine. <laughs> and I tell you, man, the, the actress that, that plays Cressida, I mean, she's got some yeah. gravitas and some weight. And she's it, scary. And I mean, you know, even in the the scenes where she's not necessarily the the main person, her she, eyes she carries the scene really well. Mm-hmm. She's I mean, just got such expressive eyes that you see exactly what she's thinking, or you know that the gears are going exactly. and she's, she's planning she's shit away. And you're just like, I know you're planning something. I know yep. you got something up those big giant wizard sleeves you got going on with your outfits and stuff. I'm excited. I hope she becomes a very big bad. You know what I'm saying? I really do. I hope she becomes a bad for I would say, you know, the foreseeable future. I like I, I like the um the Vader and Palpatine uh, analogy. analogy. That's that's good. I think that's perfect. Yeah, because you know, the pilgrim has all this power. Yeah. But even with the power that he's asserted over Cressida, uh-huh. Cressida is still the one setting up all the dominoes for, mm-hmm. for them ready to be, you know, tipped over. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that that, that uh, back and forth between Cressida and uh, Baji. Mm, yeah. I enjoyed the, the helplessness that Baji projected when, you know, he just could not talk Sonny out of doing what he was doing. He was begging and pleading. Like, I think that is the most honest we've ever seen of Baji. And I think it would have it would have given a little bit more gravity to the situation if Baji would have told Sonny, you know, look, I saw the scrolls. I know what they're trying right. to do. Right. You know, th- this is not a matter of trying to heal Henry. This is a matter of trying to essentially blanket the Badlands or the, you know, the, the planet with this dark energy that only they can control. Which we found out is the reason why the world went to shit in the first place. Exactly. It wasn't a war. It wasn't monsters. It wasn't anything. It was just... This dark chi, fucking everybody got evil kung fu treachery. <laughs> hey, man, you know what they say? History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I could definitely see this kind of, you know, coming full circle and, and seeing humankind befalling, you know, to another to dark chi overlord. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like an ice age. Yeah. The with, dark ages. With like the dark chi ages. That'd be cool. Yeah. So we've, we've got a lot with Cressida <laughs> and Baji. We've mm-hmm. got a lot with Pilgrim and Sunny. We've got a little bit with Sonny and Baji in this episode. A little bit we, with Sonny and MK. We got a lot of we got a lot of Sonny and Baji where Sonny and, or Baji is yeah, kind pleading, of the, the pleading, and even at the very end. Um, but we got a lot of Sonny and we didn't get a lot of Sonny and Cressida. Where I still um, eh, we got a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Like she knew that he was, you know, coming into this camp. Right. You know, she she essentially says the prophecy has been, you know, upheld or whatever it is. And, you know, we got a little bit of Nyx, got a little bit of MK. MK's story arc, while not big, still drove his character forward. Yeah. And still drove a lot of um, a lot of tension between him and Sonny. Yeah, he still has that animosity towards him. And that's going to play really weird into the future when now he is... We find out that, like, him and the Pilgrim go way back. So... Yeah. Basically, basically, I would imagine that uh, Sonny's going to be his number two, especially if he fucking unlocks his dark chi. Uh, all I'm saying, man, is, you know, Sonny held himself against MK with no chi. Yeah. Can you imagine how powerful Sonny would be with dark chi? Well, he's going, he's going to need it. He's going to have it. Yeah. Because now we get introduced back with the master no, at before- the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. We get, you know, the the kind of the kind of mortal combat issue where the, the, the scene is just the master sitting in the, the temple and she goes, it, it has begun. Right? I thought so too. I wrote that mortal combat. I was and, like, yes! And, and what the master is referring to is that Sonny is, is you know, met back up with the pilgrim mm-hmm. and that she senses, you know, and we, we can't really tell, you know, the actress plays the master, but we can't really tell, you know, whether or not the master is meant to be male or female in, in you know, kind of like the, the master. Right. But, um, the 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 master finally says, you know, this has you know, this has started. She knows you know, what's going this, on. This blanket of dark chi over yeah. the world is 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 beginning to fall. Because she's, for lack of a better term, force sensitive. Yeah. And so she sees that the dark chi is like unlocked. And then going back to what's going on in uh, Pilgrim and uh, Sunny, now that they 
He would the like he said, uh, good or like MK said, good or bad. He's a man of his word. He yep. did take the dark chi out of Henry, and Henry's okay now. Well, we think he's okay. Well, we he hope he's just, okay. Pilgrim could have just pulled like the you know the, the, the mad witchery, yeah, like the mad witchery back there, just a band aid fix for a temporary solution. Absolutely. But now we know that he sucked it up in to once again, way spoiler, you know, all up in himself, himself, yeah, yeah. And so now he. And he's like, to me, he reminds me of like Professor Hulk, where like he has like all the Hulk's power and all the Hulk's strength, but he still has banner smarts and stuff. So I think now that he's going to be a super big fucking bad, and I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, but just like we said, you know, Conjectureville, we still think Cressida is pulling the strings on I, everything. I do believe so. I do. I. I do believe that she is the ultimate mastermind, and in the end, he's just going to be a a badass goon thug but still it's conjectureville but it's gonna be fucking awesome to receive because that was a dope end scene like no thank you i was like yes because i saw it was coming but i knew i fucking loved it every minute of it though you know absolutely i totally knew it was gonna happen because he even says yeah go ahead there you go he's got his eyes closed and i'm like i know he's gonna have the dark chi and i'm gonna fucking eat it up yep and sure enough when it was like yo and i was like yeah. Yes. Yeah, and maybe he needed maybe he needed Henry being you know a, a pure baby, right? You know, right? I mean, I guess young, the younger not like, not having manipulated his dark chi at all, mm-hmm. you know, throughout his life or whatnot. Maybe that's may I don't know. Maybe that's how Pilgrim you know gets his entire power or his entirety. <laughs> like olive oil, like the younger the chi, the better the flavor. You know, something like that. You never you know? know, man. I mean, I don't know. So with that group of characters. You know, we discover the Meridian Chamber, mm-hmm. um, which is that was cool. Yeah, it really was. That it was, was kind of cool it was kind of like thing. a miniature Stonehenge inside of a missile silo. Yeah, it was very neat because we were like, "What the fuck?" I mean, even up until the very end, we st- I, at least me, I didn't know what the fuck it was. You know, and I was like, "What is it?" Middle, and then the, the the cool symbols on the side. Uh-huh. I liked the set design because it had it had a like you said the Stonehenge. It was primal with the monoliths and shit up in there but it also had that very futuristic vibe yeah it really did because you know once they put the compasses the two compasses of azra in uh-huh. each side well fucking even before that when it's all off and still it yeah still it looks it's real, all dirty and yeah, dusty and, like 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 um like it wasn't like you said a missile silo or like in those um old 50s horror movies where like like they're sending a signal from outer space. Oh with yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But like all dilapidated and shit. It looked really cool. But when they turned it on, yeah, they turned you, it on, you, on. You saw like a lot of neon yeah. hues of blues and yeah. everything else kind of coming to life. That'd be a dope living room. And <laughs> that'd be fucking dope just to have that in your house. Then you have like a black light painting on the wall mm-hmm. that comes to life. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean that that set design in particular was was one of the better of the of the episode. I dug it. So. But do we have anything else with this set of characters that we have to touch upon? Because I mean, we pretty much covered everybody. I think we got. I think we got that side. Okay, so now we jump into the side that I was most cheesing about the entire episode. <laughs> we jump into the widow. Yeah, Lydia, Nathaniel Moon, Madame Chow and Gaius, and Tilda. Okay, so question. Yes. Now this is split up into two. Do you want to go into um, Lydia and Nathaniel Moon, or do you want to go into Gaius, uh, Tilda, and Widow? Oh, hell no. I want to talk about Lydia and Nathaniel Moon, because that me fight too. sequence... Me too, me too, me too. The the opening sequence, and this was the teaser that we got from AMC that, that you know leaked on... Or not leaked, but was put out online and whatnot. We, we finally see Sherman Augustus as Nathaniel Moon... Kicking some major kicking ass. ass, and this is this is, is as far back as season two when we were first introduced to his character. We knew he was a badass. Yeah, he's a he's a clipper that has killed a thousand people, right? Over a thousand at this point. But and this whole season, he's been I don't want to say he's been sidelined, but he's been acting. He hasn't. He, yeah, yeah, he's exactly. Been, he's been out doing his thing, building character, moving things along. Because before we get into his fighting, because I can go on and on about his fighting, I want to talk a little bit about, before we get to the fight, about his interaction with Lydia. Yep. Because that... Let's I, do it. Yeah. I, I was like, holy shit, that's some good stuff. Because I enjoyed them. They have, they have fantastic chemistry together. They really do. They have very good chemistry together. Um, Lydia, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. She... 
on this side on Easteros, she is playing the game the best. And to have the fact that she's got Nathaniel Moons back and vice versa makes them a formidable foe. Even well, let me ask you this. Since she is playing the game, and we mm-hmm. both know that she is, yeah. because she's even dropped nuggets she, of, she's of even knowledge. She's even said, going to fall. Somebody's got to be there to pick up the pieces. Right. Do you think she's using Nathaniel as a pawn, or is that a real relationship? I think it's... See? Oh. I want to say... I want In my heart of hearts, I want to say it's a real <laughs> relationship. Like, I still believe in love in the Badlands. But, like, you know? But it's Lydia, because you don't know... I mean, you know her intentions are good, but she still wants that power. But I think, deep down, she really does love Nathaniel, because she's even like, you know, sometimes we got to think a couple of days ahead, right? And he goes, well, we might die. And she goes, well, let's think about tonight. And I was like... <laughs> I'm talking Lamore. Right, I'm talking Lamore. So I was like, good for you, dude. Like, because you can tell that like they both really do care and they both really and they know that they're about to possibly die this is that is very true i mean that's one of those things where you kind of need to uh you, you, i mean if it's gonna be your last day on earth i mean you might right. as well you might as well do it big right it's, <laughs> literally you know especially if it's somebody that you truly care about so i really enjoyed their dialogue and their scenes together it really set them up as a power couple, as um, Lydia playing the game with Nathaniel. And I think for the most part, they're just. Yeah, I, I, I think they are as a character. I think they want. I think they want to just want what's best for the Badlands. I know Nathaniel just wants to be left the fuck alone. You know, at this point. Yeah, he just kind of wants to, you know, redeem his honor and yeah. just kind of go off and do what he was just doing do back thing. in the beginning of season two. Yeah. But like, uh, leave me alone. Right? But I'm glad for Nathaniel because he's been trying. He's been kind of like, come on, Lydia. You know, like. I know. Let, like, let's rekindle an old flame, you know. Lydia definitely saw a bad moon arising. Yeah. Aww. Uh, Aww. Uh, I was saying booer. <laughs> you shut your mouth. You stole all of my jokes last week, so. Turnabout is fair play. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, it just still comes back to it. I mean, is Lydia playing Nathaniel? Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's another one. Kind of like, kind of like uh, Pilgrim, there's still that little bit of villainous in there, you know? Yeah. The real, I mean, I mean, there's she villainy. learned from the best, right? She's even said she goes, "I've been in more battles. I've followed barons, been through wars. I got this." Because I'm glad she called him out on that too. Because he's like, "Stay back, we're gonna die." He's like, one, a leader needs to see her people need to see that they're gonna exactly stand, fight Ten, by her tend side. to the youngins, right? <laughs> Which is a good fucking play and very smart on her. If they ever, she goes, like, like I said earlier, she goes, if the widow falls, yep. somebody's got to be there standing. Exactly. And so, they need to know that somebody is, is fighting alongside them for them. Not in, back in, like, the uh, Dallas yeah. mansion, right? So, yeah. No, good on her. And then, and so that leads us up to the ass kickery. Man, I, I mean, we have, <coughs> we have gushed multiple times over multiple seasons about the set design, the color schemes, Everything that has gone on. But this one, honestly, I mean, I was on the edge of the seat while I was watching the the battle sequence. You saw, you know, Chow's people all dressed in white, the butterflies all dressed in dark blue, and this open, barren battlefield. Mm -hmm. And when Moon finally enters the fray, he gets taken off of his horse, and he starts to charge in slow motion... Every footstep he takes is through a puddle of blood. Yeah, that was so dope. Just and all you see is his feet. Mm-hmm. All you see is just kind of the... It's just the... the Everything is just so grandiose in this yes. battle sequence. Yes. I mean, this was probably one of the better ones I've seen since Game of Thrones Battle of the Bastards. I love this. And I know there's going to be there's going to be people who are going to be like... Oh, the inclusion of that epic operatic score as he was running through was going to be too much. But no, I, was, I fucking loved it. Uh, all I I'm gonna all I'm gonna say it. to those people that detract against that, f you, because that opera the opera background it was music great. It was, was so fantastic. Epic. I was like, yes, fuck them up, and he fucked some people up. They sh- it, it a lot I, of people. My only, let's just say that tattoo artist when he gets back to the sanctuary is gonna be busy as fuck. Right. My only complaint is I wish he fucked more people up. 
You know, I want. Okay, how many more people does he need to kill? <laughs> like, like, like ten more minutes of Nathaniel just marathoning slaughter. You know, just like. I mean, you gotta give it to the no. dude. I mean, he was injured. I mean, right? he, he did have a crossbow know, bolt the to the shoulder, Dude, and he still shoulder, jacked people up, right? And then, and then when you get off the, when they finally like, like, uh, when they had him cornered and they're all around, I was, in, I was so invested and tensed because I was thinking because we saw the preview of the hat falling yeah, the, into the, the derby thing, kind of falling into, into the, the puddle of blood mm-hmm. and so we're like oh shit something ill shit's gonna go down and so I'm thinking is this really the end of uh, Nathaniel Moon and in the back of my mind I was like fucking you know it's not yeah it can't it's be it's not, not gonna be you can't be building up a character right. that, that much in a season right especially right after he had that heart to heart with Lydia Right? Especially right when you're like, oh, yeah, Nathaniel Moon, fucking do it, right? Like, everything's coming up Millhouse. So, and then right when there was about to, like, oh, no. I was like, no, 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 no. Come on, Lydia. Come on, Lydia. And then fucking Lydia comes and saves the day. And I'm like, yes. I, I, I saw it coming. But I loved every second of it. But there was a lot of dread. Yeah, I mean, when you see when you see Nathaniel, you know, he drops his sword. He had that fear in his because he's he has probably never faced death like that before. Like, I mean, like, like I mean, he even didn't even face it with Sonny. Right. I mean, he was not defeated at that point. I mean, I really don't think Nathaniel was defeated at that point. I think he was just so. I guess fatigued from battle. Yeah, and you know he's got a crossbow bolt in the shoulder. He got a slice in the side. Exactly. He's, he's just like shit. Eh. But oh, how dope was that when he jumped up? When he jumped up on the uh, the pillar on the pillar, and like everybody's like ah, right after they him, start goes, charging him. Yeah, and like pew pew pew, and then he just made himself an opening. And that slow motion shot where he's like reeling back, and as he's reeling back, the blade comes out. Yeah, that was dope as shit. And I was like, yes, kung fu fuckery. So I'm telling you, man. It was a fantastic my, battle scene. Yeah, my man Moon. I mean, dude. Moon kicks some ass on that one. I mean, I would love to see him and Sonny, like, on the same side for, like, a battle. Yes. Because there wouldn't be shit standing. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd see a bunch of people hopping around with no legs, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, wave at people with no arms. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it would be bad. I, I, I would, yeah. No, Moon killed it in this one. So after Lydia saves him from... Chu, you know, Madame Chow's droog that, yeah. that's going to kill him. I mean, that's the they, best way I can put it. No, I mean, yeah, that's like exactly. That's just, costumery. Vinnie <laughs> well, my Baron Vinnie well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Lydia shoots the crossbow or the, the miniature pistol crossbow that the mm-hmm. widow gives uh, gives to her. And she grabs Moon. They go back to, a, you know, a tent. And it was, it was very telling at, at the beginning of that battle sequence. I mean, something that we didn't touch on. But Moon told her, you know, well, Lydia wants to go all in. She's like, you know, I, I want to just let's just crush this. Yeah. And Moon goes, no, because there's nobody left between us and the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. You know, if even one gets through, it's We're done. Close. Right. Because they have they, it was all hands on yeah, deck. Exactly. Yeah. It was everybody that they could muster. Mm-hmm. So he tells Lydia, hold the line. You know, and, they and, do. and her generals even come up and say, you know, we need to charge, you know, because the the the, the region is going down. And right. Lydia's like, no, you will hold the line. Mm-hmm. And when Nathaniel finally takes the knee, and he, you know, we we assume that you know Moon is going to be dead. I was nervous. I, I was, was too. There was, I was a, there honestly was a, nervous. There was I was honestly nervous. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, and it was so. an earnest sense of yeah, dread it was. At that yeah, point. it was because you really did think that you know it was the end. Yeah, yeah. So when Lydia shoots the the droog in the back, mm-hmm. you know, her and Nathaniel go back to you know the the I guess the front end tent. <laughs> Not for that, <laughs> but just to kind of you know nurse the, the wounds right. and try to fit, you know take an inventory of what all happened. We find out that Lydia is injured, and mm-hmm. she even tells him, you know, I don't want to die here. Yeah, you know, that was take sad. me back. Yeah. So, so let's get out. Does Lydia die? Do do we see an end of Lydia no. to to no, sacrifice herself for so. Moon? No, I don't think so. I don't. Th- I think she's going to be sidelined for a little bit while she's on the mend. But she's too much of a game player, you know. She's too much. I think she's got potential to to turn the tide in a lot of different ways and a lot of things. Because, like I said, I don't even know where her allegiances really lie. I don't even think she knows where her allegiances lie. She's just looking for the best opportunity to kind of assert her dominance. So, I mean, this might not even be that bad. I'm not trying to make light of her injuries again on a fictional show. But at the same time, it's like, we don't know. I personally don't want her to go. If she dies, I think that would be a detriment to the show. I think she's a good enough manipulator. And that's one of the things that um, basically... Easteros doesn't have 
right? Yep. They have Cressida. She's a master manipulator. The widow's a good manipulator on the one side, but at the same time, she's looking out for something else. Lydia's on a different level. She's almost like, she's very Quinn-like in her deviousness, but on a nicer scale. She's not quite, well, the baby's going to be mine, but at the same time, she's like, I'm going to get ahead, most ahead as I can. Well, I mean, can you really blame no, her? No, you can't blame her. I mean, at she all. lived under That's the, the she lived under the thumb of, of you know Quinn for so long. Right. He actually sentenced her to die. Right. After killing her son, so I mean, she knows how this power play goes down and how yeah. everything ends up. She, she just wants to go out on top. She right. wants to be the the the, the main the top player. banana. Yeah. And you can't and you can't fucking blame her. In fact, you're rooting for her. Yeah. I am rooting for her to win, but at the same time, I'm like, ooh, I you bet I want you to back up who I want you to back up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> so that's where I'm at with Lydia and Nathaniel Moon. But I like them as a couple. I think they're going to be a formidable foe to anybody who's dancing their way. Yeah, and honestly, after season one and two, after we see like the fall of Quinn and kind of like his descent into madness, mm-hmm. we see kind of uh, Lydia's, I guess not not necessarily betrayal, but her excommunication from you know the the house of Armadillo, right? You know, after Quinn takes on the other wife and whatnot. I thought she was going to be a complete throwaway character. Me I really too. did. Me too. I mean, I thought she was going to go the 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 way of Rada, right? You know, and and she was going to go away after a couple episodes. But now I'm really, really liking her character. Yeah, because she's adding a a level of honest deceitfulness. Yes. To, yes. to the mix. Yes. She's not just a fighter, but she's she's manipulative, mm-hmm. and she she's manipulating. It. On her behalf only, I think. But I also, but no, but at the same time, I think she also has love for Nathaniel Moon, and I, I think that's going to come into like loyalties. Yeah, and, and I, I definitely think so as well. Yeah, I think she's going to have not only with herself because she knows she's going to want to be number one, but I think she does really care about Moon. So and vice versa. So that's where it's going to be. They definitely have history. Yeah, that's definitely going to be very interesting in conjecture land later on. Yep. So so now we need to dump all of our efforts into the widow and Gaius and Madame Chow. Yes. So the plan for the widow and Gaius Mm -hmm. were that they were going to take Tilda alongside them. Yeah. And Gaius, I guess, back when he was a young, you know, a young man, they used to smuggle people in and out of you know white bone which is the the name of the mansion from the chow family which mm-hmm. is an awesome name yes it if, is. if i ever name my house uh, that, that, white it's, bone it's gonna be like white bone or <laughs> it's actually gonna be mount baldy or right, something like that right, it's gonna be awesome go. there you go <laughs> but white bone sounds a lot like castle grayskull and that's <laughs> awesome in my book speaking of bone um i like the thing i i it was hard I like the um, Gaius Widow romance. Kind of like in the catacombs? Yeah. I think that's a good fit for them. I, I, I'm not trying to be like matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. But I, I like this. I like the fact that somebody else is coming back from her uh, from her past and causing Widow to um, like not like get her groove back. Hashtag but, Minervous. Right? <laughs> but like know that it's okay to not be cold to everybody all the fucking time well and she needs somebody to confide in right i mean right. she she's been she's been mistreated and abused by men yeah pretty much throughout her entire story arc and i think guys is a good fit for her if because i i was like oh i when he was like you know i never bought anybody but i'll let you do whatever you want because widow was like you know what i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and i thought it was i was like not to be creepy or anything, but here we go one, down one, the rabbit hole. Late. One too late, but you know, one. Um, I thought it was kind of hot. I thought that whole like scene between like the the uh, between the widow and Gaius. I was like, mm, that's kind of hot scene. This is a little giggity giggity, you know. It's like because <laughs> she because because she was like she was like you know let me I'm gonna make anybody do what I want to do, and he's like yeah I'll do what you want to do, you know. And he goes if I say jump, you're into jumping. He goes yeah I'll do that too, you know. You're gonna bow, and I'm like, he goes, yeah, I'm bow. You yeah, know? but he and wouldn't I, do it. He I'm was thinking, not doing it in this skeezy way no, as maybe, genius maybe is going right now. Because I was like, yeah, I'll bow, widow, whatever you need, I'm, I'll be your regent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> right. But fucking no, I dug it. So I think I, which makes what Chow says later that much more 
hurtful. Yeah. You know, because like I saw that in Emily Beecham's face and I felt the same way. I'm like, you lie. <laughs> Gaius wouldn't do that to the Life. widow, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I was fully invested in, Min- in Minerva's like love life. <laughs> but can we just go back for a second and, and talk about how, I guess awesome the the like the set piece was for that yeah i mean because you oh, got the all, catacombs yeah you've got beautiful. you've got all the 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 greenery and the yeah. candles and then you've got a lot of like contrasting oranges it was hella romantic if they ever want to make a little extra side money they should like rent it out for dates because like <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying and like uh, well amc said we can do two more seasons and we got to cut our budget fuck that you know, we're going to raise the money. And so... <laughs> they do like a tunnel of love. Right? Like I a can... Fantastic Caverns or something. I fucking go. Shit, even if I'm by myself being a plate of spaghetti. This is the night. La, da, da. You know, I fucking do it. Fuck yeah. So there you go, AMC. Make a little bit of extra money for End of the Badlands. <laughs> Rent out the, the, the Minerva's cave. Make a little Badlands scratch just on the side. <laughs> Put a little notch on the back. Just... <laughs> but before we went into that, we were talking about how Gaius was able to get, you know, the widow and Tilda into this. So we find out that when he was <coughs> when he was younger, they used to smuggle people in and out of these tunnels. Which makes sense. So how did you get there? The secret tunnels. The secret tunnels. <laughs> so they, they come out into this open field and they see Whitebone off in the distance. And Gaius even says, you know, my sister is more cunning than I thought. Mm-hmm. She still has quite a few you know, bodyguards or, you know, quite a few soldiers there. And the widow goes, we have come too far to turn back now. You they know? knew they were going to die. Yeah. They, they it was full. a complete suicide mission. And she even widow called out. She goes, like, I'm, I'm here to end it one way or the other. Either I'm going to die or child's going to die, but one of us is gone today. And she's right. I mean, that's the only way the war is going to stop when one of them is at is, – because neither of them are going to recede. Yep. So the one of them has to die. Might as well – it's a – Overall, this was a great plan that they had. It really was. I, I mean, mean, distract everybody with a frontline siege and yeah. kind of sneak in through the back door what it is. It, <laughs> it was an excellent plan. So I was like full on like, fuck shit up, you know? I was, I wasn't, uh, okay, I was expecting more of a fight scene when it got down to it. But I liked what we got instead. Oh, absolutely. But let's talk about a little bit about because I, I like Tilda. Like, just go on, go get it, right? And then I really liked that uh, that shot of uh, the widow jumping on the staircase, getting like, I'm gonna fuck shit up. She was ready because she had her dead to rights. And then when she went into that room, that like death trap room, <laughs> she chose wrong, right? <laughs> I was like, Oh, no. Why did you do it? Yeah. Right? Because you have Gaius out there fighting Otto, who is Madame Chow's, like, I guess, head regent. <laughs> head regent. <laughs> Got a slice of the... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, Gaius is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we already know that. Yeah. Good job on Gaius. Gaius was fucking shit up today. But, um, yeah, but when when the widow jumps up off the, the railing, jumps upstairs, kind of does the ha-ha, mm-hmm. and then goes after Madame I like Chow. that. I like that. And that's when Chow drops that bombshell. Do you think that you're the only person that, you know, Gaius is, has ever given this line to? That's, and it, you know it's a total mind fuck. That's all it's for. I, I, I hope so. I, like I said, I hope so, because I was like, no, not your Gaius. You know, just when the widow was learning to love again. But, <laughs> but like... We've only just begun. <laughs> da 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 but um, yeah, so I really, I really dug it. But when then I didn't know how the widow was gonna get out. I was like, she can't do the butterfly shit. She I was, fucked up. I was. That's hoping, exactly what the widow did. She fucked up. I was hoping she uh, unleashed dark chi, but we got something even better. Yeah. So we we see that Chow lures her in, mm-hmm. gives her this whole. Do you think Gaius has you know done this with just you? Right. And then all of a sudden you see, you know, Chow's archers, not Gaius, but Chow's archers, mm-hmm. you know, is, have the high ground. And they all shoot their bolts at the widow at the same time. And then right about a foot away from her, everything stops. Yeah. I thought that's that's where I thought, that's where I thought her dark chi unleashed. And the widow was like, what the fuck? Right. When, when, when she had that look on her face like, what in the? Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. Oh, was, hell no. I didn't either. Because even though we saw... Okay, so spoilers. Even though we saw the master at the beginning, like you said, talking about, like, it has begun. I didn't expect her to just, like, pop up and fucking freeze time. I was, That's I was, some Neo shit right there, man. That's some Matrix, 
that's like you would say that's some matrix fuckery yeah and that is awesome i enjoyed the show i was like holy shit because everybody's like whoa and she's like hey we have bigger fish to fry Right, because at the same time we just saw uh, the Pilgrim go all dark chi Hulk on everybody, and so then she goes, "What are you talking about?" And then for her to do that boop 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 like that, I was like, "She unlocked I, I, Conjectureville because we don't know what's yeah. going." I was like, "Did she just unlock the Widow's dark chi?" Fuck yes! She like totally gave the Widow the dim mock, right? The death touch. <laughs> It like knocked her out, you right? know, because she, the, the the master knows. Yeah, you know, the master knows what's going on. Yeah, so she tells the widow, you know, you've only just started. Mm-hmm. I, I still need you, so he just knocks her out. We got shit to do. But it, but is Madame Chow dead? No, because she was still looking up and like, <gasps> you know, I think she's gonna leave um, Madame Chow alive. I think because my conjecture for this whole episode is now we basically have two teams. Yep. Going into the next phase. You've of got the, the dark ones and the light ones. Mm-hmm. And you have, on one side, you have the team of Pilgrim and possibly Sunny. Possibly Sunny, yeah. Now, which leaves Badgie probably going against everybody. Right. On the other side, you have, um, you now have the Master and the Widow. So, basically, you have the Master and the Widow versus the Pilgrim and Sunny for, like, uh, kung fu treachery and dark chi magic and i fucking love that scenario yeah that, that sets I up love that scenario that sets up infinite possibilities yes. for all of these characters yes because we know that baji and the widow have history right who whose side and whose alliances and who's everybody's now that we know who for lack of a better term the kings and queens are where are the knights and the pawns and the rooks and all the other players? Oh, Til- gonna... Tilda's still back fucking up Madame Chow's, like, guards. Right? She, no, nobody, she, she doesn't know the, the, the fight's over. Like, the, 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 the master's there freezing time. She's people just down. fucking people up. Like, the fucking limbs and heads and shit are going all over the Dude, place. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, man. The, fir- uh, the first couple seasons, I, I was not a Team Tilda. But, man, when, when she turned into the Iron Rabbit this season, I mean, I she really is enjoy it. badass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we always knew she could fight. But we don't know if she could fight like that. Yeah, we knew. Yeah, shit. Uh, she must have been kicking that ass for, for a while. Exactly. She, yeah. She was doing great. Everybody did great. The fight scene um, between. Okay, so I really enjoyed the fight scene between um, the Widow and Chow, but there was one scene that kind of stuck in my craw where I was like, okay, that might be a little too much for me. And that was when she threw the scroll and she, like. Phew, cut the scroll like that i don't know dude i that thought was it, cool. it, it looked cool but it just seemed impractical to me you know what i'm saying i mean of course we're talking about a fucking show where they're like they're doing wire works jumping upstairs and shit but there was just something was like come on madam chow they're Why'd practicing kung fu in high heels and, and, a, saying, and, like, a, and a cutting scroll is where you draw the line but no, no, i mean true but i mean it's like that's like come on throw like something with a little bit more substance than a fucking ream of paper i don't think she was trying to like hurt her she was just trying to distract her yeah and it didn't distract the widow. No, she did like whoosh, slice it like butter. But and, and, but I did. I I like that that sequence just because of the the whole you know the the blade just kind of. It looked cool. It just was impractical. But that was that was just, I was. I'm not trying uh, to be again. Like, we are talking know, about a fictional story totally, with people that have dark chi. I totally feel like like in episode 14, it was not logical for you to do that. But it, <laughs> thank just, you, thank you very much, Professor Genius. Right. But at the same time, I'm like ah, you know. But that's the only that's the only real thing. It just kind of like stuck out to me. It's like you know how like I said, if people are gonna bitch about the opera music, which I fucking love. Exactly. That's the thing that I'm bitching about. Was the one like mm, you know. Know, might be over the top, but at the same time, it did look fucking cool. It, so it really, it did it look really cool. was. It, did it look cool. was really this super whole, cool. This whole episode, all the fighting set pieces were spectacularly cool looking. The and you had such different ones. You had uh, the grand scale of um, the main battle scene at yep. the thing. You had the small intimate between uh, at the at the white bone, and then you had the. Um, Overall, the friendship and loyalty fighting between over there at the Pilgrim, mm-hmm. and and I, I really enjoyed that. I, I liked all the different type of fighting styles in this, and everybody was fighting on their A game. 
Absolutely. Even the MK fight. Even the one-on-one. You yeah, the one-on-one yeah, that fight. very claustrophobic kind of like iron smelting scene. Right. You had that in, in that little hut. You in had like that a barn, a, yeah. Yeah, it's like it would get bigger and then it would expand and then it would shrink and then it would get banned and then it, it, the fighting was all over the place, but it was so well done. My only main complaint about this whole episode is i wanted it to be longer i wanted more and that's <laughs> your only quarrel is a squirrel right no, on, no, no 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 you I have want... issue with papyrus i'm not saying more as in like what else you got i'm like keep it going right you know no, so i'm with you on it's, that one it's 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 a blessing and a curse because like i'm like oh come on give me more but at the same time I'm excited for that more. Dude, I'm with you because I could have watched the moon sequence for probably yeah. another 15 minutes. Yeah. I could have watched the Widow uh, the widow Chow sequence yeah. for probably another 5, 10 minutes. Yeah. Just because, I mean, it was it was set up really, really well. I mean, and, and not to say that it was like, you know, the climax was, was like a complete downer. No. Beca- because I, I think, I think they it cut set, it short right yeah. where they needed to. It sets, because it's like we said, we're now we're in Conjectureville. It sets up things so perfectly because it left us with two not so much cliffhangers, but like now where is this going to go right. with Pilgrim and his dark chi? And now the master will probably more than likely opening up the widow's chi. She goes, I haven't seen you in a long time. I am super excited about this. Yep. So like we do on every episode, we kind of touched on everybody. But with that being said, we like to rank all these episodes on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. Genius, what say you for Chapter 24? Um, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay, you're going to go 8.5. A little bit low, and it's not just because of the, the scroll scene, but because, I don't know, I wanted a little bit more, and I just, I still haven't seen a perfect like f- episode yet. But I might even go a little bit higher than 8.5, 8.75, for lack of a better term. I really fucking dug this episode. That's not how this works. I know, I know, I know, I know. I want to go I want to go a little bit higher, but I, I, there's just something. Can like, I go 8 and uh, 5 eighths, please? I want to go higher, but I, there's just something holding me back, and I don't know what it is. But, yeah, I really fucking loved this episode. This was a great-ass episode. I'm going to go 9. Yeah, I mean, this is about as close to a perfect episode as, as you can get. Yeah, I would Be, because yeah. just like I said, I would have loved to have seen more with Moon, with Chow, with the Widow, but I think you got just enough to be perfect. Yeah, you know, because if you, it, it's kind of like the analogy that I've used on our Walking Dead episodes. It's like when you eat a really good sandwich. If you eat too much of the sandwich, yeah, it kind of leaves you overstuffed. Yeah, this left me satiated just to the point is like. Man, that was a damn good sandwich. See, me too. But I and I think I know why. I think I know why that I don't want. I, I want more because I don't want to wait much longer. I don't know what the fate of or how much how, how much of a wait we've how got. much of a wait we have because I'm so invested in these characters. I want to know where their story is going. Conjectureville, my mind is racing a mile a minute, thinking of all the wonderful possibilities, and I don't want to have to wait to see where this show is going to take me. I think we need to start writing some fan fiction for Into the Badlands. <laughs> Sunny walk down the street, but badgie tell joke. You know, just like <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I I do think that we've got a lot of characters that we need a lot of resolution to. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of story that that we could do with a ton of resolution yeah. to. Yeah. And then we've got some kick-ass fight sequences that we still need to see. Yeah. So you're going to go 8.5, 8.75, teeter on that. I'm going to go mm-hmm. 9. I want to remind everybody that we will be coming back when Season 3 of AMC's Into the Badlands returns. But on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I am Dustin Pete. And I'm going to go open me up some dark cheese. <laughs>